When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible X-Fi gateway. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me. How would you like a free trial of audible.com? I thought you would. Uh, you could go to audibletrial.com slash business growth, sign up for that free trial and check out all of the audio content that is available to you. This podcast uh, continues to gain recognition as a great resource for small business owners, uh, sales professionals, and business leaders of all kinds. That is because of the guests. Uh, these are people with expertise in particular areas of business, and they join me for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. We've been doing this for, I believe we are going on... 11 years, and uh, boy, have I been fortunate to talk to some really incredible people. Today's no different, and actually, uh, my guest today, Joe Valdez, is a repeat guest. She was on once before, and I so enjoyed the conversation that invited her to come back. Joe spent 17 years as a full-time executive of a nonprofit corporation. In 2016, she jumped into the for-profit sector and quickly learned that her skills for creating systems and developing people filled a significant void. Jill's passion for helping companies has led her to the launch of Link, which she will explain to us, providing solutions to optimize performance and productivity. Thanks so much for coming back on the podcast, Jill. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. So we're going to be talking today about uh, how you can get a whole new team without hiring a single person. Um, but I, my first question is really around this whole thought that, that people have that they have to start all over again with building a team. Like, it, you know, if they feel like it's not working, their thought is just to scrub the mission and start all over again. And, uh, is that really a prevalent thought process, do you think? 
Oh my gosh. It, yes. I, um, I'm part of a small business group on Facebook and they were just having this conversation. Somebody had posted about how their team was not working together and multiple people were saying, oh, well, you just, you know, keep hiring new people, fire the ones who aren't working and keep hiring new people. And eventually you'll get the team that works. And, and that's really kind of the mindset is that, well, it must be something wrong with the people. Um, so I need to just keep looking until I get that perfect employee. Um, so yeah, the idea that, that a business owner or a manager needs to completely scrub the whole team and start fresh and that that's going to be the magic uh, solution. It, it's very common. I, I've heard it quite a lot with people. Okay. But you, but, but that isn't really the solution, right? Oh, no, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> and because what I find and what I'm helping people understand is that, okay, you may start fresh with new people, but look at what hasn't changed. What hasn't changed is the onboarding process. What hasn't changed is the training. What hasn't changed is the culture. What hasn't changed is maybe some of those dysfunctional processes. Just because you change the people if you're still asking them to do the same thing, then you're going to end up with the same results, right? Like I, when yeah. I talk about that, I think about that, um, you know, the definition of insanity being <laughs> doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Well, it's the same idea. Just because you're starting it with new people doesn't mean that you're starting something different. And, and you know what, I think it's so interesting that there, it feels like there's a disconnect between how companies hire, like what they look for in someone they hire, and then what actually goes on in their business on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, it feels like those two things aren't necessarily in alignment, which creates some of this problem. Oh, you're so right. People, they think what, of what they want, and then two things happen. For one, they don't recruit the actual person that they want. They don't um, strategize even, even the ad to be attracting the people that they want. And then they haven't defined, like, what does that person really look like? You know, they should have almost uh, a full picture in their mind of who that person is. What are their attributes? Um, not in a discriminatory way, but in an understanding of what it takes to be successful in that role. And so what is their personality? What, um, what are their strengths? What, what drives them? When you can answer those questions, then craft the, the ad to be attractional to those people. And then in the interview and in the pre-interview, have questions that again are going to show you the strengths of that person and then also clearly define if if somebody if a candidate is not that person, then your question should also clearly make that. Um, um, sorry, my mind is totally blank. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it should be very clear that yeah, right. a person is or is not the yeah. right person for that hire. Yeah, and, and that's where the the pro so much of the problem starts even on that front end, and then they. And then they 
hire somebody thinking, oh, okay, they've got enough of what I'm looking for, or I think that they've got what I'm looking for. They put them in a role and then they expect them to behave in a way that they're not training them for um, or, and isn't conducive maybe even to what's hap really happening uh, within the organization. Yeah, there's so much um, in so many organizations, so much disunity, you know, and, and it feels like disorganization, like, right. um, you know, the company doesn't really have an effective onboarding or training program. I, I know personally, I've worked in companies where you walk in, they give you maybe one day of training and somehow you're just supposed to know yeah. everything about the company, including the culture. Right, yeah. I, I actually have kind of a checklist for onboarding an employee. And part of it is that when you're doing that initial orientation, you're talking about the culture. Like, and even, even that means, so, you know, some companies, their culture is, um, we know that you're, we said that you only put in eight hours, but we really expect you to put in nine or 10. We expect you to not take a lunch. We expect you, you know, all these unspokens that are just supposed to be picked up by osmosis. Talk about those things, you know, talk about what, what other people on the team are doing. You know, it, is it a, is it a culture where, yes, you can work through your lunch and then knock off early or, you know, right. actually specifically talk about, you know, how, how the team works together and how the office, I mean, obviously we're all virtual. So, so that's a new dynamic, but even with that, there's still, how do we interact and what is the expectation that it has to be communicated? Okay. So that's, that stuff feels like it should be communicated during the interviewing process. Yes. So, you know, right. So the person knows really what the expectation is or what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. Yep. I have a, a good friend of mine. She just started with a new company and, um, and she knew enough to ask questions and had a general idea of what the culture would be. And then she talked to somebody who used to work there and, and that conversation really solidified some of the things that she suspected, but also just set her up for preparing for really what was next. Um, mm. And she wished that yeah. the people doing the interview would have actually talked about it more. It wouldn't have scared her off because of who she is. Um, and, and who she is is exactly what they were looking for, but they should have talked about that beforehand. If, if somebody doing an interview is afraid that it's gonna scare somebody off, then that just means that should be a red flag. That means that yeah. they're not the right person. Yeah, boy, I'm glad you said that because that was gonna be my response that you can't be afraid that it's going to scare someone off because then they really shouldn't be there. So, so talk to me some more about the role that management really is playing in all of this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's difficult to say, but, um, but management plays a role in that there's a lot that they're not aware of things that they're doing. Um, like I said at the beginning, I'm talking about onboarding, talking about training, that's all stuff that the management is doing. If they're not aware of how they are interacting with their team, if they're not aware of how they're making their team feel, if they're not aware of how they're, how they're actually leading their team, then, then they're quite honestly part of the biggest problem. 
um, I was working with a company and, uh, and I knew that the manager was the problem. I knew that I didn't want to be the one to say it. <laughs> and fortunately in the middle of the training that I was doing, all of a sudden she just looks at me and she goes, oh my gosh, I'm the problem. <gasps> and I was like, oh, thank you. But it was so um, revelatory for her to realize how much of what she was doing that she thought she was doing right. She's not a bad person. Right. You know, managers aren't bad people. They're doing more than likely what I've seen with companies is that managers are in the position that they're in because of the fact that they were really good at their job. And so they got this promotion into being a manager and didn't get trained on how to lead people. Yeah. So it's not that they're bad people and that they're bad managers. They typically are just untrained. Yeah, I, I think that that is probably true. And as you were talking about that, I was thinking that I find so many companies implement processes that they that are well-meaning, you know, that they think are going to help with efficiency, that they think are going to help people navigate, not just internally, but externally. And, right. you know, only to find out that it, it's either not that useful or not that clear or, you know, doesn't really, or creates more problems. There's collateral damage from it because it creates more problems than it really solves. Yes. And what also my suggestion is, is, you know, how, how often do you go in and there's just this huge thick notebook on here's the policies (laughs) and procedures, read this, and then you'll know everything when actually there's so many companies I know that could minimize that to like five pages if they understood how to communicate with their team. Ah. If they learned how to effectively communicate to where their staff understands what they're saying, they could they could eliminate 90% of what's in that notebook. Wow. So it really does come down to communication. It's a big piece of it. You know, understanding your team and their personality and how to best communicate with them. Um, and also knowing yourself and your personality and how to best be communicated with that improves efficiency and effectiveness so much. And again, it just, it, it's what makes such a big difference in management and in managing a team. It feels like it takes a lot of insight you know, like the gal you were talking about who all of a sudden realized she was creating the problem. Yeah. I, so for, for me, because I love this stuff, um, I don't think that it takes a whole lot. Um, I, I think it is about being aware and it takes intentionality about once you are learning those things about yourself, then putting those things into practice and being aware of how you're coming across, aware of mm. how you're communicating, but to actually learn the principles of it and learn the idea that you communicate based on your personality. Um, and especially now in this day and age where there's so much available to people, there's so many tools available to learn about your personality and learn about communication. Um, it, it's really about whether a manager or a small business owner wants to put in to put in that time. 
That's interesting. Yeah. Intentionality. I like that. That that's a big thing. Yeah. For sure. Huh. Uh, you know, Jill, I'm going to take a quick sponsor break and then I have some more questions yeah. for you. Great. So this uh, podcast is happy to be sponsored by audible.com. I love audible.com. Not only uh, for the audiobooks, which there are thousands of titles to choose from, but because of the other content they have, uh, like Audible Originals and Audible Podcasts, uh, guided meditations, news. You can pick the things that you're interested in and then and get it all in one place. It, you know, it's sort of, it's crazy, but it's a time saver. And uh, there's just so much really incredible content to choose from that uh, it, it's amazing. And so I want to share that with all of you by offering you a free trial. You can go to audibletrial.com slash business growth, sign up for that trial, and then do yourself a favor, you know, explore around, do a guided meditation, especially these days. That's eh, pretty valuable. Listen to a couple podcasts, check out the Audible originals because it's exactly what they are. You're not going to find them anywhere else. Uh, and, and see for yourself how incredible the program is and how valuable. Interested in getting some help with your sales strategy? Pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon, email me your receipt, and I'll send you a link for a complimentary one-hour strategy call. Today, we're speaking with Jill Valdez about getting a new team without a single new hire. I mentioned, uh, we were talking before about um, internal and external, and I'm curious about how this, you know, building a team or, you know, a, having a functional team versus a dysfunctional team internally affects a company's clients. Yeah. You know, they can feel it. Um, have you ever gone to a company and you're talking to one person, they say one thing you go to, you're talking, then you end up talking to another person, they'd say something totally different. Um, you've got that miscommunication, you've got disunity in the communication, but even for like these companies where you're going in like a doctor's office or, you know, a, a store or something like that, you can sense it. You can sense it in the atmosphere and clients feel that tension. Um, whether you realize it or not, when you're talking to each other, they hear it. So, you know, have you ever been sitting in the doctor's office and they take you back to the back room? And so you're, you're in your room waiting for the doctor to visit, but you can hear the conversation going on in the hallway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that makes an impact that, that affects your clients, that affects the people that you're serving, that you're providing service for. Um, they, again, they, they can sense that. And well, so some of them are like, Ooh, I'm not sure that I want to be here. Exactly. And, and how about the, I'll tell you my experience is that for some reason, the checkout person thinks that <gasps> I want to know about their coworkers or about some ridiculous thing that's going on, you know, in, in their company. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a huge turnoff. Um, and it may be that 
that your customer may come back, but they're not going to be a fan and they're certainly not going to give you a recommendation. Exactly. Right. That's right. With all that's going on, businesses today are struggling and they need people. We need goodness in the world right now. And so companies need to know that they're doing something good for their customers so their customers in return will say good things about them. It's really true. I'll tell you, yesterday I had an experience, I mean, you know, just to really, I guess, highlight this point that maybe especially because of what's going on in the world and, you know, it's the holidays and COVID and everything's challenging and whatnot. Um, But interestingly, the, more engaging and happier the staff is, the more not just enjoyable that experience is, but it stays with you. Like yesterday I was out shopping and this woman who worked in the store was hysterical. And you know, we both had our masks on and, and but you could tell just with her eyes that she was funny um, and she was. And so while I was waiting to, to pick up an order, she and I were just joking around. I don't know her from Adam, but it just, it was great. You know, it just yeah. really felt good. And so then you feel good about the whole place. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 Crazy. So mm-hmm. talk to me some about what, what a transition looks like internally. You know, you're not hiring anybody new, but you're changing your team around. And I got to believe that, you know, it's not instantaneous. It is not instantaneous. It certainly takes time um, and it takes commitment and it takes commitment by everybody. Um, It takes commitment by the team members as well as by yourself. Like you can't just be like, hey guys, we're gonna do this and uh, you're gonna be the ones who are expected to learn all of it and change all of it and be that way that (laughs) I'm gonna keep doing the same thing, right? Because then we just go back to the very beginning and say, ah, this is not gonna work. So really it's, um, it's taking a look at where your organization's at, who, who are you and what does it take to be an effective organization? So taking a look at your organization chart and what are the roles and not looking at who the people are that you already have in those roles, but what are the actual roles? What are going back to the beginning of our conversation? What is their personality? What are their skills? What are their talents? What are their passions for those roles? And then, excuse me, taking a look at who you then have and will they fit into those, you know, having them fit into those roles. It's about um, teaching how to communicate with each other Um, learning about each other's personality and how to best interact with each other. Um, And and then figuring out and working on the development plan to keep people growing and to keep people um, intentionally working and and, um, operating with these thoughts in mind. So um, I'm really glad that you said think about the position and, and what the characteristics are of the position, you know, the person who needs to be in the position and then look at who you've got in the position and, and make sure there's a fit. That makes me feel that you might discover that you just have someone in the wrong seat. 
Yep. But it's not a matter of right, not a matter of getting rid of them. It's moving them. Exactly. Huh. This com- yeah, this company that I worked with, they had a great staff and 90% of them were in the wrong roles. And Oof. so they were miserable. And so then when we, when we started looking at, okay, here's the roles. This is what it takes to get your company um, strategically set up to, to be the effective and amazing company that you want them to be. Here's the people that you have. You have them in these roles, but this person based on their personality, based on their passion, based on their talents is really going to do better in this role. And so we started, we didn't rearrange the organization chart, which is what so many companies do. We rearranged the people and we said, you know what, you're going to do better in this role because you are more analytical and you're not really a fan of people and you like working in the back office and you can see all the processes that need to be put into place. And we know that you're going to do it and you're going to do it really well. Well, they thrived in that all of a sudden going from being the receptionist to being the back office manager for them was like, you didn't even have to pay them. Like there wasn't even a need for a change of pay. They were so happy. They looked forward to coming into work. Wow. Yeah. It's easy. Well, it's not easy. I shouldn't say that. It sounds easy when you say it, right? (laughs) Of course. You just simply do that and wham, bam. No. Yeah. (laughs) It, it takes some adjustment, you know, and, and that's the thing that both Uh, managers and business owners and their team need to realize is that this is going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some adjustment. There's going to be some uncertainty. People are going to be learning stuff new. And so there needs to be a lot of grace and a lot of understanding for the fact that we're trying these things new. But as long as people are continuing to move forward in the new things, then it's, it will work out um, and it will come together and click together much quicker than if you continue to try to force things to be the way that they've always been. Okay, so what do you do if you have someone who doesn't wanna go through a, a change in culture yeah. or position or whatever? And, and unfortunately there are some that aren't going to be excited about that and aren't going to want to do it. Um, When that happens, it's really important that you not just look at them and go, you know what, you're not on board, so get out. Um, Find out why, you know, what, what is going on with inside of them? Um, You know, use some time to coach them and to talk with them. Again, asking them, you know, what is it about the change that you're apprehensive about? have you experienced a change like this before? And maybe it wasn't a positive experience. Find out why they are not on board. And what you'll find out is most of the time people are just afraid of change. Change is something that we struggle with. Um, we like to have that consistency. And, and in general, people for the most part like to know what's always gonna be happening and they like, they like that knowledge. Um, there's some people who just thrive on change and like they want everything to change every single day. But for the most part, people are not like that. And so finding out why, what is it? Um, and helping them alleviate the fears of the change, acknowledging and validating the fact that they're concerned and that you understand that. And that 
and you might even be, have some concerns yourself about it. It's okay to say that. It doesn't make you a weak leader. It makes you a real leader. And so walking them through the process of change, checking in on them, and one of two things is going to happen. They're either going to say, okay, I'm committed to this and I'll walk through this with you because you're sympathetic and you understand what I'm going through and you're not just, you know, going over my feelings and invalidating them. Or, and I've seen this happen, they're truly just not going to be on board with what's happening and, um, and they will need to leave the company, whether that be something that you initiate. My experience has been for the most part that most of them have said, hey, this isn't what I wanna be a part of. Um, so I'm gonna be looking for another job or I found another job. Every once in a while, you do have to be the one to say, you know, this is the direction that we're going. Um, we had hoped that you would stay with us and that you would continue to grow with us. It's become very apparent that this isn't something that you wanna do. And so we're gonna, we're going to let you know that this is not a good company fit anymore. I love that advice. Do you think that as you were talking about that, I was thinking, I wonder if some people don't believe that the change is going to be, uh, is really going to happen. So they, what they're feeling is, okay, I'm just going to, I'm not going to go through all the energy and, and whatever it is, because this isn't going to last. Like maybe they've seen it before in the company where they've tried to do something, but they weren't really totally committed to it. So it didn't happen. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, with, um, with new books that come out on leadership and with new books that come out on how to do things, there's some companies that every time that there's a new book, they're going to change their strategy. And so their staff, they just have fatigue. They have change fatigue. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, this will blow over. We're just gonna hold on until the next thing comes into play. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so it's important to be aware of that. And if you've been that kind of a leader in the past where you've just always been searching, for one, I have to say kudos for searching, but... Um, <laughs> also acknowledge that and just be like, hey, I know that we've done a lot of this stuff in the past. Um, I really do want us to be implementing this. I am committed to this. I'm saying this so that you guys, I give you permission to hold me accountable that we're all in this together and we are committed to this for the long haul. Um, but people are people are creatures of habit and it's very easy to just fall back into old habits. Um, you know, yeah. So how do you keep that stuff. from happening? Yeah. It, it takes intentionality and it takes, mm. it also takes communication. Um, always reminding the people of what you've done and why you've done it. Remember we went through that, that workshop and we learned about communication. Um, we want, we want to do that so that we can keep growing together as a team and keep being the best team possible you have to just keep that in front of them. Um, otherwise they do forget. We're bombarded with stuff all the time and people easily forget. They only keep in their mind what's important to them. Nowadays too, you throw in the idea of COVID and how everybody is in so much just survival mode. 
they're just trying to get their very basic needs met. I mean, I could go into the psychology of it, you know, with like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. People are, they're at the very bottom right now. They're just trying to hang on. And, and they don't have a lot of energy. They don't have a lot of mental capacity to be, to be thinking, okay, we need to keep this new stuff going. And, you know, that excitement and enthusiasm, we're, we're living in a day right now where an excitement and enthusiasm is not always easy to keep forefront. So it's the leader's responsibility to continue to keep that vision and purpose in front of his team. And that, that comes through communication. Do you think that um, it feels to me like this whole COVID thing and suddenly people having to work remote has required leaders to really, you know, take a good look at their business and be able to say to themselves, is is, uh, what was working before when we were together, does that work now that we're not? And are there changes that we need to make? Yeah. And, you know, working remotely and managing a virtual team, I I could talk to you for a whole nother hour about that. Uh, (laughs) There are ways for leaders to keep their team connected, even though everybody's working from home or working remotely. Um, You know, again, it goes back to intentionality. It goes back to knowing who your team is, you know, there's some people on their team that they're dying because they want, they miss that interaction with their, their coworkers so desperately and so badly. And then there's others who are like, oh, this is the best. I love it. I get to get my work done. I don't have to deal with people. Um, And so understanding who your team is, their personality, and then reaching out to them accordingly, validating who they are and and talking and being empathetic about the feelings that they're feeling um, for the, you know, that coworker or that team member who is loving working from home, you know, applauding them saying, I'm, you know, I'm glad I love to see the work that you're getting done. I would imagine that uh, you feel so much more efficient and able to get things done for the person who's dying and missing the person set up a zoom, you know, and, and have, have a time where the team is together, make it, don't make it mandatory. Because again, that person who's loving working from home and not having to interact, um, right. you know, they're not going to, that for them is going to be a colossal waste of time. But but have a time where, hey, you know, I know that we used to get together in the mornings on Mondays and talk about our weekends. Let's take 15 minutes on Monday mornings to have a Zoom where we do that or something like that. I like that a lot. I like, um, and, I, and I, it's when you said intention, it's going to take intentionality. That's exactly what I was thinking that leaders really need to be on the ball with this, you know, really need to be paying attention to each person's needs and how they're faring and, and, you know, what is really going on um, internally and in the regular world, because there it's, it's a crapshoot, you know, and it changes a lot. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And I can hear right now so many managers and leader business leaders who are listening going, oh my gosh, I don't have time to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like that can be overwhelming for a person that admittedly is not already doing that. Um, it's really not that time intensive. 
a, you know, a, a quick check-in, a, a quick check of yourself of, you know, how are you doing with your team? You can do that realistically in 15 to 20 minutes a day, mm-hmm. being able to check in on your team for, you know, those small to mid-sized business owners. It's right. really not that intensive. It, but like I said, it, and like you said, it's intentional. It's intentional. And I think that the more you do it genuinely and intentionally, the greater the benefit of it. And then the easier it is to do moving forward. Right. And the less time it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So talk to me. So, so tell us what link is please. So Link is a business consulting agency, and we provide solutions for um, companies to optimize performance and productivity. It is, um, I'm not, we're not industry specific, but we are specific on the size of our company, the companies we work with. So those companies that have like 50 or less employees, those are the people that we love to work with because they're doing great things. And so often they want the help, they want to get better and they just simply cannot afford um, sometimes the very expensive business consulting agencies that are out there. So we help them in three different ways um, through what's called our Calibrate plan, which is a six to nine month um, time where we're working together and, and we go over a lot of the things that you and I have talked about learning personality and um, communication and policies and and kind of some of those structural things. Um, There's also executive coaching that we can provide that's just one-on-one coaching for a leader who wants to be getting better or wants to overcome the obstacles that are keeping them from being all that they are purposed to be. And then we also um, help companies with recruiting in that we will strategically create ads and then also um, screen screen the prospective um, candidates and then do pre-interviews. Wow, that, that, that is huge. Uh, it sounds really incredibly valuable. And, that, and so then how do people find you and Link and, you know? Yeah, you can always find me on LinkedIn. Um, and you can also find Link Consulting on LinkedIn, but then if people want, um, they can go to linkconsulting.info. And so Link Consulting, L-A-N-K, consulting.info. Awesome. And uh, they can learn a little bit more about what we're doing. And then that also there's opportunity for them to be able to uh, connect with us and talk a little bit more, whether that be uh, a strategy session and just learning more about what's going on in their company and how link can be a resource for them. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much, Joe, for coming back on the podcast and, and sharing all this. I think um, it's so valuable and especially given what is going on these days uh, in the world. So thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. It was great to talk with you again. Oh, absolutely. I always enjoy our conversations. Uh, listeners, thank you. And another great episode for you. And I would like to thank audible.com for providing me with an opportunity to provide you with a trial, a free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash business growth 
you can sign up for that free trial and check out all of the great content. And you can get your sales strategy headed in the right direction with Succeed Without Selling, available on Amazon.com and wherever books are sold. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.